Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unrelated Brothers Podcast. My name is Josh. With me, as always, is Devon, and we have another wonderful episode in store for you guys. Before we get to that, first, Devon, how was your Thursday? Uh, it's pretty great, man. Uh, day off for me personally, and uh, I've, I've really been sitting here and uh, scouring these games and trying to find the little details that, uh, that you know, make it make it go, make the make everything uh, line up just right for me to make these picks. So um, excited to make the picks, even more excited to watch them this weekend. So uh, you want to take us away to the Bengals game there? Yeah, so we got the Bengals against the Tennessee Titans, and these teams hasn't met up since last year during the regular season where the Cincinnati Bengals took it at home. But, again, two different teams. Uh, Derrick Henry, I think that's the biggest question of the game is will he make it back? I think their decision will be tomorrow, which is Friday, because we're recording this on a Thursday. And if he's back, man, that could be a game changer. But the Bengals are actually 15 fifth in allowing rushing yards so i mean they have a good chance of stopping them um so the, i think that they have to go back to Tannehill. problem is Tannehill's not a big passer either i mean not this year they rank like 25th in passing so i don't i don't know uh thoughts um so as far as the injury stuff with henry i mean he finished i believe it was ninth in the in the league just shy of a thousand yards and he missed you know the basically half of the entire season, which is crazy. So um, that in itself is pretty amazing. Um, circling back to the injuries, I mean, uh, Cincinnati Bengals have some injuries on their D-line. Trey, uh, he's got a concussion, so he's still in protocol. And uh, Ogan Joby uh, was placed on IR, so they're actually going to you know, be without him, of course. Um, and really, I think that's kind of what's going to make this thing go. Uh, those, those things, because if, if Trey's back, is he going to be at a hundred percent? Um, I would assume Derek will play. How many snaps does he play? How many carries does he get? You know, is he going to be a guy who's in there and he's just bait or is he actually going to be in there? Guy, a uh, uh, guy toting the rock. So, um, I do want to point out, even when he was out that, uh, the Titans were able to finish fifth in the league with rushing. I think they were still averaging over a hundred yards rushing, even without him. So, um, they never went away from that. Um, I think Mm-mm. there's even stats saying like with Henry, basically they were running, uh, 43 or 44% of the time. And with Henry out of the lineup, they were actually running, uh, 48% of their plays were run. So it ticked up a couple percentage points, which is, you know, a little bit of an odd thing in some regards, but I also kind of feel like um, that might fall back into things like uh, Henry being able to get more out of his carries. So they're having to run it a few times uh, or a few more times to get that same level of production and splitting the carries between different backs. So, um, but yeah, they uh, got, they got Donta Foreman and uh, Dontre Hilliard, who's actually done yeah. a phenomenal job, you know, filling in for his spot. So, you know, they could you know, take some slack off Henry, make sure he's rested, make sure he's not trying to just workhorse him the whole time, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, I think, you know, the other thing that's kind of interesting in this game is uh, the Bengals have this Chiefs type of feel to them, I think, you know, where it's kind of like, Oh man, well, you know, you don't, you don't want them to have the ball last or you don't want to, uh, 
have them with a chance to get up on a lead because they could just pour it on, pour it on, pour it on. But um, in reality, I think actually watching them, a lot of their games are really close. I think they're a team that's learning how to win and a young team. So I think regardless of if they were to win or lose, I think everything that you're going to see is just positive coming uh, from now to, to moving into the future for sure. But um, I think for me, the receiving core is actually pretty even. AJ Brown, uh, different style player than than Jamar Chase, but I think he's pretty much as impactful, uh, volume catcher in that regard. But can can definitely tear it up and eat up space. Uh, you know, do a lot after he can he catches the ball just like Chase. Um, Julio, uh, definitely bigger name at this point in his career than he is uh, play on the field, but I still feel like he's a sure-handed guy who can, you know, still snag the ball in key situations, key third downs, you know, things like that to move the chains. Um, the biggest thing for me um, is probably the fact that I believe the Titans will have, like, the first time all year, basically, they're going to have their completely healthy offense. Um, defense is, is doing pretty well, too, as far as health goes, so um, the last thing really is probably just, you know, who's got the edge in and quarterback play. So, um, I mean, I feel like that's a pretty easy, easy answer. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, you know, the Titans were 12 and five for the year, which I think it went quietly. Like you never heard anybody talk about them to me anyways. I didn't hear anything. So I'm, I'm curious to see how they go in the going uh, Saturday and See what they can do against this strong, very hot Bengals team right now. Yeah. So, with that being said, uh, who are you taking? I have to stick with the Bengals. Uh, like I said, there's too hot of a team. Defense is playing great. Hopefully, they get their injured guys back. And that offense is just – it's too hot. I mean, it, it they're, it's hard to stop them. I, I just don't think they, the Titans can pull it off. Yeah, yeah, I feel you there. Um, I'm actually going to take the Titans for me. Um, I think the Bengals are really good. I think they're a young team and I would not be obviously upset at all if they did win, but, um, my reasoning behind that is I think that Tannehill is good enough. He has more playoff experience. Um, and I think that with the injuries to the D line, uh, I just think it, it'd probably be pretty hard to replace that kind of productivity from Ogan Joby. And I think mm -hmm. you're going to see uh, Henry get about 15 carries for 80 something yards, but I think Foreman will get, you know, 20 carries as well, or, you know, 17 or 18, maybe a couple for Hilliard, but I think they'll just kind of grind them out. I mean, this is a team that's been sitting at home and uh, I will bring this up later as well with the Packers, but you don't get the buy for nothing. Um, I completely agree with what you were saying. I, I think that the Tennessee Titans are kind of flying under the radar and uh, nobody's seen Henry in a lot, you know, in weeks, several weeks. Um, and, and that's a, that's a, very large man uh, who is completely rested. So um, like I said, I, I don't think he's going to get 30 carries or anything, but I could definitely see him getting 15 or 16 and making them count. Um, so I'll take the Titans. Uh, let's see. Maybe like 24, 17 or, you know, something like that. Maybe 24, 21. I think it'd be close. Yes, I, I'm not putting an enemy where past 10 points. I think it'll be a 10-point game no matter which way it goes. It'll definitely be close, and it'll definitely be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Lamba, oh, hopefully uh, not like the super wild card weekend where it was uh, about a blowout every other game, which uh, actually I just want to touch on real quick before I forget. Um, 
we were going to cover the Cardinals Rams game, <laughs> but literally every game felt like it was a blowout, and that game was no different. And um, it's just just not a not enough to say. I don't I don't feel like to to really review that properly. The Rams showed up. Uh, seemed like every time a pass was completed or or a run was made by the Cardinals, the Rams were hitting so hard it just felt like you could hear it. And I think the biggest uh, two plays to to point out there is. Uh, Kyler Murray in his own end zone, um, you know, getting sacked and throwing it away, which ended up being a pick six. And the second one is Cam Akers literally running Buda Baker over or hitting each other so hard that uh, he had to be taken off on a cart. And, uh, you know, he is he is well. I've seen he's already heading back to the Cardinals. But I think yeah. I think uh, that that to me said everything that needed to be said about, you know, the way that game was played. It was just a very physical game from the Rams and the Cardinals didn't look like they wanted to be there. So our next game is the game that I know you are chopping at the bit. San Francisco 49ers against your Green Bay Packers. So the key stat here, Aaron Rodgers is 0-3 in the postseason against San Francisco. Did you know that? I did. Uh, and, you know, some people might say, oh, I didn't want to play them or whatever. You know, I actually don't mind when we play the Seahawks. I don't mind when we play the 49ers. Those are te- two teams that uh, have have kind of given us nightmares in the playoffs at times. And um, I actually don't mind playing them at all. I think most times they end up being really, really good games. And I, I actually relish the – chance to kind of exercise some demons here so uh, my dream scenario obviously would be uh, for the Packers to beat the 49ers uh, handedly you know like by 10 or something and then actually go on to play Tampa and then beat them by like 10 Um, those those would be like my dream scenario and then go to the playoff or (laughs) go to the Super Bowl and uh, and and beat Mahomes um, with Aaron Rodgers because you know we didn't have them and everybody's already crowned Mahomes as the greatest quarterback who's ever played the game so you know oh he made this throw nobody ever made that yeah I've literally watched Aaron Rodgers do that for the last 10 years but anyway um, getting getting into the game though um, you want to start us off on kind of your thoughts uh outside of the the fact that he's 0-3? I mean, any any kind of other key stats or other things that you're really keying in on and looking forward to? Uh, I mean, the running game's got to get going for the Packers. Uh, I think that Jones and Dillon's going to have to step it up for sure because they're going to be guarding Devontae Adams like crazy, so they're they're going to need something else. And But, I mean, not saying Aaron Rodgers couldn't pull it off, but, I mean, I know he could. It's just, I don't know. I mean, Dylan, he's good. I think he might be the future of the back. It's just where's Aaron Jones going to play in a factor. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think um, I think for me, uh, how healthy is Nick Bosa is a huge thing because if Nick Bosa is not um, 80% at least, you know, if he's like kind of more like a 60 or 70% and he's out there, I think he doesn't even – he's a non-factor. Um, yeah. But uh, getting a lot of guys back. Uh, we were talking about health earlier uh, and, you know, we're getting Jair back, getting uh, Bakhtiari back, getting Zadarius back, getting Whitney Merciless back. I mean, the list goes on. Um, so I think as far as that, it's a, it's a very, very huge thing, health. But um, I actually look for this game to be uh, about 34, 
or like 36, something, you know, something like that, mid 30s to uh, like 21. I think that the Packers get going early and I feel like they just never let up. Um, I actually disagree with what you said, though. I think the running game will be important to close the game out, maybe, but the 49ers have one of the best rush defenses. And basically, I think the last two or maybe it's three times that the uh, Packers have played the 49ers Devontae Adams is like 17 catches for like 380 yards and like five touchdowns or something just absolutely ridiculous so um, I don't think they're going to stop them they haven't been able to stop them in recent memory and for all the other Packers fans out there um, I think it's just something that you got to realize like this isn't the same 49ers team with Colin Kaepernick. This isn't the same 49ers team with uh, Raheem Mostert and all those guys. I mean, they're built the same way, um, you know, but, but they're not, uh, they don't have DeForest Buckner anymore, you know, all those type of things. So they're, they're built the same way, but they, they don't have the same players to fill those kind of needs. And um, I look for uh I look for the Packers, like I said, to take it. I actually think the biggest thing is the 21 might not even happen. I really could see where the 49ers might struggle to score because I think the Packers will get up early. And I think that, uh, like I said, that the 49ers will struggle to move the ball because their bread and butter is running the ball. And more noticeably, I think the fact that it's supposed to be like, I don't know, nine degrees or something at start. So you figure like at, by half, uh, by half, I think they said it's supposed to be like negative three or four degrees. And um, I think that for a West Coast team, a warm weather team, all that, they have the design of a cold team. But until you're there, until, you know, you're getting lit up and it, it's sub temperatures like that, I don't think you really can decide if, if you're really ready to be there or not. So um, a lot of young players trying to make some big plays on there. I'm sure Kittle and those guys will show up. But um, Elijah Mitchell, I don't, you know, he might actually have a quiet game or something. It's, it's hard to say, but um for the 49ers, if they were to upset or, or steal it, it's going to be through their run game. Um, mm-hmm. In that scenario, I think the 49ers pretty much need to get up early and just do what they do best, basically, and just run, 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 run. Um, misdirections to Debo, all those kind of things to keep the defense honest and um, just grind the clock out. And, you know, I guess pray that you don't give Rodgers 30 seven seconds again at the end of the game you know that's it's kind of it's kind of the only thing i can say but um you know yeah the go ahead go ahead i was saying you talk about the teams you know being different and all that some about this packers team the attitudes that they've had all season is like just smash mouth they're just coming in and lights you up so i think garoppolo is going to be in for a long night for sure yeah, yeah, I think so too. I that's why I kind of said I could I could really see where like they might struggle to have 14 points because I think like Zadarius Smith, he he probably won't play full snaps or anything. And same thing with like Whitney Merciless, but Matt LaFleur said they're gonna be on a uh, pitch count, which is you know, oh, they're only gonna play 30 or 40 snaps, but I could see it where like all of all of Zadarius's uh snaps or something are like third downs or like late in the game critical situations when they need a pass rush and he's just fresh dominant guy coming off the edge or or like another thing they like to do is they like to put him over the garden center and he's just a mismatch you know athletically and stuff so a lot of times you'll see is he'll like jump the gap and he'll kind of push the guard aside and then he's just kind of 
falling forward, six, six, four, six, five guy. And, um, you know, whether it's Stafford, Garoppolo, or, or a lot of those guys, yeah, they're really great quarterbacks, but those guys specifically really struggle when you got somebody right in your face. Um, so, you know, that's, like I said, that's kind of, kind of what I look for. I'm, I'm super excited about the game and I can't wait to, can't wait, can't wait to uh, see where it goes and, and be able to review it and everything. I've, I've got a really good feeling about it. I had a good feeling uh, pretty much after they played the Cardinals, when the Cardinals were at their, the peak of their ability and Devonte Adams had COVID and all that. And they went in and I know the game finished close, but they, they pretty much handled them all game. I watched that game and um, they were really impressive. And that's kind of where I was sitting there going like, okay, like we have a legit chance, you know, to win it all. So, um, yep. so I am going to pick the Packers as well. I'm going to say 31 to 17. I think this is going to be more of a Robbie gold game than it is anything. I'm like, I, I agree with you. I think the Packers kind of stop them from scoring. I just, I just don't see it happening right now. Mm-hmm. So moving on to our next game, we have the Los Angeles Rams against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady is 14 and two in the divisional round for lifetime, which is insane that he's even been in the division round that many times. So it's, it's going to be curious. Uh, although Los Angeles did take this early in the year. So, but it was at LA. What do you think? Um, you know, it's kind of funny to, to bring up, which, you know, the stat you brought up about Tom Brady, Tom Brady is also older than all the remaining starting quarterbacks in the, uh, or the remaining start coaches, sorry, uh, in the NFC. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, I think it's kind of interesting because I think the makeup of this team would probably lead me to, to believe that I would take the Buccaneers. And, you know, like I said, I kind of would like to see the Buccaneers win just because I'd like Green Bay to get a chance to get the revenge, but, um, I went against Tom Brady last week, picked the car or picked the uh, Eagles. And that was, <laughs> it's not very wise, yeah. and, you know, but, but that was like a, that was like a cop out, just throwing kind of something crazy out there. I mean, the, the reality is um, the Rams have been a team that, you know, this year and last year that Tom Brady struggled with, they beat him both times. And I even go back to when they played him in the Super Bowl, the Rams did, and and they lost barely, like even in that game, Brady didn't do much of anything either. And um, I just think with Aaron Donald, he creates so much stress and pressure up the middle and Brady is a true pocket QB. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think that that really affects him. And I think Brady's also a guy that, you know, you hit him a couple times and he does tend to kind of, I don't know if I'd say freeze up, but he does tend to uh, speed up his process a little bit. And um, I've even seen at times where you get close enough and he just falls down. Um, So, you know, in in that regard, I, I'm, I'm going to take the Rams. I think that, the defensive pressures just too much. I mean, the way that, I don't know, the way that Von Miller has played lately, he's come on yes. really strong. And I think Aaron Donald, um, I mean, he always has a, has a good year, it feels like, but, you know, he's come on really strong late. And, um, and I think that, you know, Tampa may not be playing as good as they did last year, but I even thought last year, you know, that there was – couple little things that they were able to do that green bay wasn't in the nfc championship game that cost the green Bay, you know cost the packers the game and 
um, things like that. And, and so, you know, last year I didn't feel like the, the Buccaneers were necessarily the best, best team. I feel like, you know, some, sometimes they just kind of had the luck. And I mean, in any, any time, I mean, I feel the same way about green Bay and stuff. I mean, any, any game you can name, I mean, there's a lot of skill involved, but there's always a little bit of luck. You know, you have a fumble or you have a tip pass or something. Does it still make it to your guy or does it make it to the other team? You know, stuff like that. So, um, so I felt like Tampa was really lucky last year and won a lot of games um, on kind of some of that stuff. And I feel like this year they haven't, or um, they maybe are still getting the lucky last bounces, but they definitely don't look as good against a better team than the Eagles by far. Uh, I, I just don't think it's going to be enough. I think the, I think the Rams come in, I think they steal one. And um, I personally think it'll be actually the highest scoring game out of all the games even though buffalo and kc are uh, are on the on the docket there I, I still think that this will be the highest scoring game i'm gonna take the rams uh for about 42 buccaneers uh 34 i think so yeah, so you, you bring up the high-scoring game, and I'm looking at the stats here, and Tampa Bay and L.A. are actually in the bottom 10 for passing yards allowed per game. So, And that's interesting because both of them are in the top five for passing yards per game. So that's going to be a very, very high-scoring game. I, like you brought up the whole defensive front, you know, the Buccaneers got Sue. He's playing very good right now. And then the Rams got Aaron Donald and Von Miller, who's also playing very lights out. And I think they'll, they'll both contain the run game for both sides of the ball. And I think Stafford's going to have a good game. Cooper Cup, as always. And then on the other side, you got Brady and Mike Evans and Gronk. It's, it's going to be a shootout. Well, uh, and that's kind of why I picked the Rams, too, because I just thought that, like, you look at it, and it's like Ramsey will probably go up, at, to, you know, against Mike Evans, and it's like – you know, Mike Evans is, is, you know, my opinion, I think, I think he's a little overrated the way people talk about him. I mean, I've heard people say that they think he's a top three receiver. I don't think that, but I do think he's really good. And I think that, I mean, he's six, five, he's just a big dominant guy and I think he'll get catches. So, um, you know, I would look at, and I would say Rams, you'll probably hold him to like four catches for 65 or like 80 yards or something, and maybe a touchdown, um, but it'll mostly be the other guys. And so I think, you know, Brady will probably end up throwing it 40 times or something, but it's going to be, you know, reminiscent to me of like, you know, an old school Patriots offense, which is just a lot of, uh, you know, dink into the running backs and dink into, you know, Gronk and stuff, just keeping drives moving as, as yeah. Tom has done his whole career. And, um, I think that, you know, Brady's ability to do that has been what has uh, made him, you know, the winningest quarterback in playoff history and, you know, all those things. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the road team there. And uh, I don't know. I think that as, as much as all these games should be exciting and, you know, as a Packers fan, I'm going to be really excited for Saturday night. I think the Sunday games are definitely going to be really fun to watch. I just think both of the games they have slated are so, uh, so potentially high scoring that it's just going to feel like a track meet. And I think, especially for somebody, if you're not an actual fan of either of those teams, it's just going to be fun to watch. You know what I mean? Cause oh, it's sure. just, I think it's just going to be back and forth. And um, I think, 
you know, the other thing that's cool as we transition to our next game is like, you know, I think of when I was growing up as a Packers fan, you know, obviously uh, I, I was watching, you know, far versus, uh, you know, whoever at the time it was like, I remember when he, he played the giants and, you know, when against Eli and um, you know, when he, when against Steve young and the Niners and, you know, some of those things, but um, another one that I, I just think is really great is uh, for a long time, we got to see, you know, uh, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning kind of do their thing, which was always fun. And I'm sure you could, you know, vouch for that as well. But um, the other thing that I think is really great is uh, you know, with, Tom kind of in his last little bit there um, the next group of of really impressive AFC quarterbacks Justin Herbert uh, Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes all that those guys are here and so uh, so you know it's just really exciting I think uh, I think we're going to see a lot of Buffalo KC divisional rounds I think we're potentially going to see a lot of Buffalo KC uh, AFC conference championships so um, with that being said take us take us in man well, first I need to make my pick, and then I'm going to take the L.A. Rams as well. 38-34, like we talked about, high-scoring yeah. game. And who knows, it, if Buccaneers lose, it could be Brady's last game. We don't know. He said he wants to play long, but who knows? After this year, he might say, heck with it, give it up. So that's that's another thing that's in the back of my mind that's crazy to think about. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, well, I was, I was going to say, I, I actually think that's a good point. I, I don't believe that I'll necessarily see that, but I would not be shocked at all um, if you just get into a situation where uh, the Rams just are all over Brady and he takes a bunch of hits. I, I would not be shocked at all if he really considered, you know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. So. I hope not. I like Brady as a player. I mean, he he's fun to watch. He, he goes out there and wins games, but. All right, moving on, we have the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. This is our last divisional game. The Bills took the last game at Kansas City. And I'll tell you what, Josh Allen is playing lights out. They they lit it up last week. And I don't – the Kansas City Chiefs, they, they played good, but it was against the Steelers. I think – yeah, I picked the Steelers. I think that was kind of hopeful, but, eh, I probably shouldn't have – but I think the, the Kansas City struggled a little bit in the beginning, and then they had to pick it up at the end, and then they kind of took off with the Steelers' bad secondary that was not able to cover anything. But I don't. I think you got to be on point at all aspects with this Buffalo Bills teams because if Josh Allen comes in and plays like last week, he's going to find every crevice that he can and hit uh, Knox or Stephon Diggs, Daniel Sanders. I mean, he's – People want to talk about Mahomes. Josh Allen's almost as good. I actually think Josh Allen has more of a running aspect too. So you also have to watch about that. Man, let me let me first just point out that, uh, like I said, this I think this is this is going to be a barroom argument for for years and years to come. Uh, this is going to be a reoccurring theme for years and years to come. And uh, you know, like I said, I mean, obviously, I'm most excited to watch my Packers. But if I had to, if I had to slate the games, uh, which you know, which I'm most looking forward to playing, or which I'm most excited, it's Packers, uh, the Buffalo Bills game, uh, the Bengals game, and then the Rams game is actually my least favorite. Uh, like I said, it would probably be high scoring, so I think I'll enjoy watching. I think I'll enjoy all the games, but um, if Cincinnati wins, um, 
man, the drama that could come out of that. So uh, we could we could catch up with that here in just a minute, but we'll we'll dive into this one. Um, so as we have <laughs> been calling them on the show, the cheats, the cheats, you yeah, know? the cheats. Um, <clears throat> so the the cheats uh, seem to always have a cheat code on offense. Just seems unfair, but. Uh, against the number one defense in the NFL in the number one secondary. I don't care if Tredavious White is out there or not. He's not obviously going to be, but um, I just think Buffalo is a more complete team. I think Buffalo yes. has proven recently they can run it. I think their pass rush is better than it was last year. I think that the um, odds makers, if you will, would, would would say, oh, well, you know, the last time that these teams played was a long time ago in the, in the, in the chiefs, you know, their defense wasn't playing very good or whatever. Okay. Yeah, sure. So maybe the chiefs defense holds them instead of to 38 holds them to 28. I still don't see the Kansas city chiefs breaking like, you know, 24. I really don't. And people are probably thinking, Oh, well, they've got such a high scoring offense. Like what, what would make you think that? Well, the biggest way to hurt the bills defense is to run the ball. Chiefs don't run the ball well. The biggest way for the Chiefs to be successful and to move the ball is pass the ball. The Bills have the best pass defense. Like, I just think, you know, in the NFL, I guess, really, I mean, in the whole NFL, I don't think there's a team that matches up better, actually, than the Buffalo Bills. Like, I think what they've done since getting Josh Allen and stuff and in and, and the last, uh, you know, what, two, three years since Mahomes is kind of, hit his stardom i think the buffalo bills have literally built a team that is designed to stop patrick mahomes i mean truly mm-hmm. and um i think that it'll be cold it might be windy you know whatever in kansas city but it's not going to be any colder than it was in buffalo i i just i just don't believe that and so for that reason too i watched what josh allen did uh against uh one of the better defenses in the nfl and the patriots and I think the Spagnola, you know, he loves to blitz and all that. I don't know if he even can. I really don't because Josh Allen's so physical that if you blitz a, a a corner or a guy like Tyran Matthew at safety or something, guess what? The Bills or not the Bills, sorry, uh, Josh Allen's probably gonna run right over him. If you mm-hmm. blitz it, if you blitz it in like Melvin Ingram or something, I I don't think he's gonna catch him. I really don't like Josh Allen is a is a unicorn. He's just a very special athlete and very impressive. And if you watch the Patriots game, uh, Patriots Bills game, the the interception that Micah Hyde made, the distance he covered to make that play is phenomenal. And he's a true ball hawk. Whereas like you know, there's other teams that have played Patrick Mahomes, and he's gotten away with really bad throws because the safeties can't locate the ball to make the play, but the bills have the ability to do that. So um, I really, I mean, to be completely honest with you, I think it's a situation where Kansas city probably scores two or three times on like pretty big plays in general, but I don't really think that Kansas city even gets inside the 20 all that often. I just think like the way I see it is they'll, they'll probably throw for 15, throw for 20, throw for eight or nine or something. And then they'll kind of get to like, you know, that 30, 30 35 area and that you know the field will shrink up and i think that uh i just don't think they're going to be able to run the ball and and move it in to to be able to get it inside so i could i could even see where there could be some early uh early field goals even and um that could be a big difference as well so but uh but i'm taking buffalo so yeah Um, so 
totally agree i was well uh, did you give a score you- uh no i was about, i was just about to do that i kind of oh. forgot so uh <laughs> yeah yeah uh so like i said i think the rams are going to be the highest scoring rams uh tampa bay but for this game i definitely could still see it being pretty high like i said before so uh i will go ahead and say 38 again actually for buffalo uh this time however i will say that the chiefs get to 24 so 38 24 uh you know pretty much about where i had the uh with the packers and the 49ers game was obviously a lot better offense for kc than the 49ers but i just think the matchup's really bad for them and i think that uh I think there's a pretty good chance the Buffalo Bills get about uh, one to two interceptions off of Mahomes. So, yeah, I'll take the Bills as well. I'm going to take it 21 17. I think it's going to be a close game, but I just think the Buffalo Bills go in there and just t- runs the house. Like, it's the, cl- the score will be close, but I think that it's going to be more at the end of the game where the Chiefs are trying to catch up. I think the yeah. Buffalo Bills defense will just stop them most of the game. It- I was actually listening to a interview that Emmanuel Sanders had with Colin Cowherd about Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And he said, when he first got there, uh, one of the coaches wanted him to go out there and catch balls or well, I'm sorry, watch the, watch him throw. And he was talking about how, you know, a lot of other quarterbacks are like, you know, gunning, gunning the pass, you know? And he said, Josh Allen just flips the wrist. And you, when he throws a ball, it just has a different sound. You know, he just zips the ball and he was just, yeah. Talk, talking about how great of a quarterback he was, and I agree, he is. He, he's a great runner. He will run you over. He's like a fullback in the backfield there. Um, well, I mean, and the other thing is, too, if you remember, I mean, they, they used to say the same thing about John Elway and Brett Favre and all those guys. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I don't know if all these guys played baseball. I'd, I'd have to actually go and look, but I know Elway played baseball. I know Mahomes played baseball. I mean, Mahomes' dad played baseball as well, so I think that was a given. And then um, Rodgers, I don't know if he did. I, I believe that he said he did. Actually, he didn't He didn't start playing uh, NFL football till like his sophomore year in high school, so – uh, he used to play, you know, used to play baseball too, but, um, but, uh, but I think that's, I think that's kind of almost the unique thing is a lot of these guys, I think do play baseball and are pitchers or something. And I don't know if it's like the way that they learn to hold the baseball that transitions to the way that they hold and can throw the football. But those guys, like I always say this about Tom Brady, cause people talk about how impressive he is. As I always say, like, yeah, but Tom Brady beats you with his mind. You know what I mean? Like he's reading the defense mm-hmm. just better than other guys. Josh Allen, like I'm watching a clip right now. Josh Allen, he runs around guys. He runs through guys and he can throw it so hard and so fast that if you're close enough, you just don't even have time to react, which is just a Mm. crazy thought. I mean, these guys are NFL. They're supposed to be the best in the best, the most talented, you know, all that in the world. And, uh, and, and that's just a, a crazy, crazy thing to even think about. And, um, there's very few guys, like I, like I said, I mean, that, that list, obviously there's a couple more on that list, but, um, I don't think any of them, uh, were even close to as good of a runner as, uh, Josh Allen either. So just, uh, just really, really nutty, really crazy. And, um, yeah, that's a cool little story. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yep. Last year's rematch of the conference championship and only one can prevail. So we'll see how it goes. That pretty much wraps up everything in this week. Uh, any final thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I do actually. Uh, getting away from 
the fact that, you know, what we're talking about being the divisional round and the playoffs and stuff, but um, just football in general, like I was saying, I mean, it's kind of exciting. Uh, you know, I, I grew up watching Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, uh, Steve Young, Dante Culp. I mean, you just, the, the list goes on. I mean, all those guys uh, seem like they were really phenomenal at the time. Um, and, and for a long time, it's like, man, you know, as the years went on, you're kind of like, oh, geez, you know, Brett Favre's getting older, Aaron Rodgers starting to get older, Tom Brady, whatever, uh, whoever you want to name. It's like, oh, man, they're kind of getting older. Certain guys are retiring, and you're kind of like, man, you know, what's going to happen next or what's what's going to kind of come come next? And um, I'm not disappointed. I'm, I'm not disappointed. Uh, Josh Allen's phenomenal. Justin Herbert's phenomenal. Joe Burrow's phenomenal. Um Deshaun Watson, who knows, but I mean, when he was yeah. playing or is playing, he's, he's pretty exciting to watch. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I, I know he, he makes all kinds of little jokes, but I really, I could see him playing for another five years. Uh, yeah. he's, he's phenomenal. Justin Fields. I'm really excited to see what happens with that. Um, I know you, you are as a, yep, yep. <laughs> I say, I know you are Trey Lance. I'm, I'm curious. Mac Jones, is he, is he Tom Brady 2.0? I mean, you know, it's just all these little things is, you know, for a long time, I feel like you're kind of like, man, you know, uh, what's it going to be like and and what's what's going to happen and stuff like that. And um, same thing with receivers. I mean, isn't it weird to just think about the fact that Larry Fitzgerald didn't play it all this year? I mean, historically, yeah. he's probably one of the top five greatest receivers to ever play. Never won a title. The fact that he didn't play it all this year and the Cardinals are now knocked out of the playoffs. I can't possibly imagine that he would come back ever again. So we'll, we'll just, you know, say, you know, a guy who never won a title. Um, same thing, I believe with Terrell Owens, you know, I mean, just some of those guys and, you know, it's crazy to think about that, but then, you know, flipping the script, then you get to think about, you know, Mike Evans and Tyree kill and Devonte Adams and all that. I mean, you know, in some ways it's exciting because it's like, well, who's going to be the next guy to get a ring and validate their career a little bit and have those, again, those barroom discussions and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like, man, who's going to be the unfortunate, uh, slub who just never wins it. You know what I mean? Who's, who's going to be part of, and I don't mean to bring up the bills because I do actually think they're going to win. And I, I think there's a pretty high chance they could end up in the Super Bowl. but, uh, but who's going to be the, the 1990s bills, you know, where they're just always there, but never seem to win the big one or never seem to be able to get to the big one or, you know, whatever else. Um, I mean, just, it's just a crazy thought. I mean, only one team wins it every year and only one team even, uh, wins out of your conference to even get the chance you know what I mean it's just mm -hmm. it's crazy it's a it's a great time of year but I mean could you imagine uh as great as like a guy like Dan Marino is never winning one I mean is that is that what we're gonna see in a guy like Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow you know what I mean it's just I don't know it's a crazy thing it's 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 something that popped in my head as we were having this conversation I kind of wanted to get your two cents on that yeah, uh, well, thanks for making me feel old um, because a lot of these guys that are retiring now, I watched got drafted. So, yeah, I greatly appreciate it. But, no, but that is something I've thought about as the older I get. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm 31. I see all these guys retiring, and it's crazy because I grew up with them. Like, it, it's hard to believe right, right now. But, no, I think the the future looks, looks bright. I think you named off all the guys that we – 
from a quarterback standpoint, they would get get to look forward to running back receivers. There's so many; it's kind of hard to kind well, of gauge them. The way their careers go is it's just a little harder too. Because a quarterback, I mean, as we've seen with Brady, seems like it could go on forever. Where as receivers, usually, even if the brains work and even if all the little little things are working, uh, there's very few Jerry Rices in the world where they just you know they're playing for 23 years in the nfl or or emmett right. where they're playing for 22 years or whatever in the nfl i mean there's very few of you know most of those guys i mean even like as a packers fan and and you know Devonte adams is awesome Devonte adams just turned like 29 29 yeah. or 30 or something i mean i really look at it like man rogers might play for another five years and guess what adams might only play for another five years too like that's a real that's something i really understand and um, obviously those are completely different time frames career wise, but it's nutty and and just to make you feel a little bit better there, uh I'm not as old as you, obviously, twenty-seven, a couple years younger and all that, but I actually was around when Rogers got drafted. Uh I, it was when I was starting to really dig into football and pay attention to some of those things. And I remember him getting drafted. I remember him sitting uh in the in the draft room. And I remember watching and I'm, you know, a young kid. And I'm like, why do they keep showing this, this guy? Like, who cares? Like who's, who's getting drafted next? Who is it? And, you know, and then my team picks him and it's just like, why would we take a quarterback? We have Brett Favre. What a waste of a fucking pick. You know, what a, what right? an awful. And I was, I, I just remember I was like so bummed out because I'm like, Oh geez, this, it's just, it's just the end. You know, they're, they're, they're throwing in the towel. Cause if you remember correctly, I think the year before when they were drafting him, they actually were 13 and three. So, you know, I mean, you remember how much flack this past uh, year or the, I guess it would be the year before the Packers got for taking Jordan love basically at the same spot. They took mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers coming off of a 13, three season. Like, I don't remember that kind of crazy uh, discussion that they had. I don't know if it's just because of social media or what, but I don't remember that when, when Rogers was picked up. I mean, it might've been the fact that he was arguably going to be the first overall pick. Maybe that was why, but, um, but yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's crazy and, uh, and, and exciting all at the same time. And, uh, <laughs> I tell you what, if, uh, if things go, how they, how they, how I believe that they will go this year. We'll, we'll have some crazy, uh, we'll have some crazy episodes coming up here soon. soon. <laughs> so. Absolutely. All right. Well, that does it for this week, everybody. Thank you for joining and hope everybody has a great day.